Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana-owned businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we'll get the story of how Stacy McCreary started ROI Search Group. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana-owned, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Find local at indianaowned.com. Stacy, welcome to the All Indiana Podcast Network studio. Thank you so much for joining us on Local Matters. Thank you so much for having me, Mel. It's great to meet you in person. I feel like I know you already because we've had, you know, a Facebook relationship. You've been a member for a long time, but it's just really nice to get to see you face to face. It's great to be here face to face. I really appreciate being here. Well, thank you for making time for us because I know right now is just, it's super busy for you. You're helping a lot of people. For our listeners that aren't familiar with ROI Search Group, tell us exactly what you do. So ROI Search Group, you know, we are a recruitment firm. We do a few things here. We do um, recruitment, um, executive recruitment, contract services, and we do staff level recruitment. We do focus a lot of our energy on healthcare, life sciences, and insurance. Those are the kind of the areas that we focus on. We also have a training division that many people um, may or may not know about, and we have a consulting division. So what is happening in the staffing world right now? What are We see the headlines. We get maybe a little snippet of what's going on, but give us a deeper dive here. It is. You know, staffing is unreal right now. And in particular, you know, as we talk a little bit about the recruitment arm and recruitment, you know, as I mentioned, we do a lot of different things, particularly in our nurse recruitment area. It is it is really unreal what's happening. You know, we have a nursing shortage right now. And, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of travelers, which mean traveling nurses are coming into our organization. Um, there's a shortage um, for sure. And we're trying to find all the, the nurses um, that we can to staff our hospitals. Our hospitals obviously are seeking those nurses because there's a, an influx of patients um, due to COVID and due to a number of other factors. You know, sometimes a delay in services and what have you. And so that's one of the challenges. We also see because the last couple of years, you know, individuals have, you know, been in a certain situation of my kids are at home and now maybe I'm not going back to work. Um, And so I'm in a situation where I can't go back to work for a number of reasons, or maybe my situation has changed. And so we are finding that we really don't have the same number of people in the job market that we had before. Maybe I'm going off to start my new company. Maybe I'm going to do something different. And maybe I'm just not comfortable going back. Maybe my company wants me to be in the office and I don't want to be in the office anymore. And so those are all the challenges that are happening today. And maybe I'm not here anymore. And those, we've, we've lost some people, right, along the way. Is this the first time you've seen this or have, have we been through something like this before? You know, we are in new territory. We really are. And I, I have never seen this really um, from a all the way from the shortage that we're experiencing. We have definitely experienced a shortage in nursing before, not to this level though. And, and I've, I've worked in um, travel nursing a long time ago um, in California where there has been historically, but never to this level. Mm-hmm. 
we have never seen this shortage um, that we're experiencing all across in all industries. And, um, you know, I think we're in a situation that we've never been in before. And I think we're perplexed of, you know, when is it going to get better, so to speak? And I think that's where we're really challenged as a workforce. And, you know, we're, we're seeing inflation go up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing, you know, rates go up. And so I think it's, it's a challenge to find for, for all industries, how do I find that person? Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing that and we can't find staff fast enough for organizations. I mean, I constantly not only add staff to my own firm, so I'm adding all the time to my firm to find folks for other organizations. So, you know, we're growing um, our firm, which is a wonderful thing, but we see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's a really big issue across the board. And so, you know, we're trying to help organizations out there fill that need. What are they doing differently? Are there things that you're seeing changing on maybe the businesses side to recruit people or things that they're looking for now that maybe they weren't before? Um, a couple things that I would say businesses that are, um, I think a couple things that they could be looking for, um, or maybe I give some recommendations too along the yeah. way. Um, but a couple things. So in, in COVID, there was a lot of flexibility, right? So kids are at home. If we go all the way back, kids are at home. We offer a lot of flexibility. You know, I would say a lot of employees really want that flexibility now, mm-hmm. you know. Now some organizations have said, let's go back to work. You know, let's come back in the office. Mm-hmm. Some employees still want that flexibility. So that's where you're losing some staff mm-hmm. where they're like, I want 100% remote. So that's where we're losing some folks. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of studies done on that. Um, if you're offering some remote, um, you're going to keep some of those employees. And then, you know, some of it has to do with wages. Yeah. Um, you know, you have rising costs. So if you're not keeping up with those, you know, think about if you're giving a 3% annual increase, and inflation says, hey, you know what? I've got supply costs that are going up 6 7 8%. I've got mm-hmm. gas going up. The reality is if your wages aren't keeping up, I'm going to probably move to another organization. Because we know if you move from one organization to another, you could probably get between a 10% at least on average raise. Yeah. That's what that's what's happening there as well. Yeah. That's why we're, we're seeing some of those changes happen as well. And maybe it just makes more sense for me to stay at home because if my kids are going to constantly be at home or maybe they're in a remote situation or maybe I'm just going to homeschool them at this point. Yeah. Well, I think, tell me if you agree with this or not, I think we learned a lot about workforce Mm -hmm. and people's strengths during all of these challenges. Like I learned about myself. I'm the kind of person I need to go to the office. That's just how I focus, right? If I'm at home, I'm watching the kids or doing laundry or doing dishes or thinking about everything not work. My husband, on the other hand, works from home 100% right now and loves it. And he's home at 3 p.m. when our kid gets off the bus, right? right? And so for us, we learned, okay, these are our styles, right? Because we weren't forced into it, really, in the way that I have the option, since I own my own business, I could see like, oh, yeah, I do better in the office than I do at home. And I think feel like a lot of people are going through that. I think they are. And I think what they, it had, um, you know, folks had an opportunity to look at their expenses as well, right? Mm-hmm. So there's two things, right? I can look at the position I hold, 
and I can look at my expenses. Well, maybe I don't need daycare. Maybe I don't need aftercare. And maybe I don't need all these things because maybe one member of the household, maybe they don't even need to have a full-time position now. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're experiencing in the workforce as well, right? Do I really need a position that I'm working 40, 50 hours, commuting one hour one way or 45 minutes one way, right? I could be at home, just like that scenario you even mentioned, right? And I could be there when the kids get off the bus. They could, you know, they could go on to, if they have some homework, maybe they have to go into a Zoom or maybe they just do their homework, right? They've gotten used to it. They were home for so long. Mm -hmm. They're in their rhythm. They go in, they sit down, they do their homework. Do I really need to spend money on those different programs? Maybe I don't. And in the end, as a household, we still make the same amount of money. And has happiness really increased? Perhaps it has because I'm not spending money on putting on a suit, racing downtown, going back and forth. Maybe there's still one member of the household. Yes, that person is going to an office, but it works for the family. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're losing some folks because it's like, hey, I don't need that anymore. I think we really got perspective of you know what matters, mm -hmm. right? We're really paying attention to what matters. Absolutely. Now, Stacey, when you were younger, I mean, did you see yourself in this kind of career? I mean, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, wow. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a loaded question. You know, I, so yes and no. You know, I love people and I, I love operations. Um, you know, when I, was, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be an attorney. Now, interestingly enough, I write contracts every day, so maybe there's part of that. But, but I love the people part, and I spent a number of years in finance. So I think all the experiences I've had really grew it into starting a company and doing all the right things. And, um, you know, so it's kind of led me to this. Um, I could never probably see myself just doing the numbers um, that, that wouldn't happen. Um, but I love interacting with people and I love helping organizations find the right person um, because I see how costly it was. And I think that's really what led me here is being on the other side for 25 years, I was on the other side. And one day I just literally was there scratching my head. I was like, there has to be a better way. And I'm the kind of person like, yeah, there has to be, let's go create it. So you launched this business in 2017. What motivates you to keep doing it now? You know what? What motivates me and why we do it in healthcare is the patient every single day. And that's what keeps, it, keeps me very close to it. And honestly, that's why I kept saying we have to do nursing as well and add it. It's a 365-day, 24-7 operation. Um, that's what gets me up at 2 in the morning is the patient. 100% every single time. Um, I love what we do, and I say this all the time. And I would say this to anybody who's in a job today. You have to be passionate about what you do, and if you're not, you should do something else. And I hope all of our team members, when they listen to this, believe this to their core, that if you don't love what you do, you should do something else. And that's, that's how I feel. Coming up, the challenges and successes Stacy has had along the way and what she wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Local Matters is brought to you by IndianaOwned.com, where you'll find our members that are business owners who want you to know that they live here, work here, and play here. They're the business owners donating food to shelters, sponsoring the Little League teams, and employing hundreds of thousands of people in our state. 
Every business on indianaowned.com falls into one of two categories. They're either an original, meaning the company is Indiana-owned and operated, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain, or they are a franchise friend, meaning the franchise is Indiana-owned and operated, the owner lives here in Indiana, and is engaged in our community. When you see the Indiana-owned badge, you know you are supporting a local business. And we like to make shopping simple for you as well at our sister company, Indiana.Gifts. Every product you see on there from the coffee mug to the scarf to the candle is made by an Indiana-owned company. Take your picks, send a gift to yourself or send it to a friend, and know that you are supporting local along the way. And we want to thank you for supporting local too. Use the discount code LOVELOCAL at checkout and we'll give you 10% off just to say thank you. We've been chatting with Stacey McCreary of ROI Search Group, who started her business doing recruitment for a variety of fields in 2017. Stacey, what's been the hardest part about being a business owner? You know, I think one of the um, obstacles always as a business owner is starting out that, you know, you start with no business, right? And you're building it organically. And I think I would always tell folks, to, you know, you always think, oh, this person will, you know, do business with me, that person will do business with me, and and you can't assume anyone's going to do business with you. You just have to build it um, authentically, and you have to, you know, you have to surround yourself by good people, find really good vendors to work with, um, and you have to, you have to work your heart out. Um, business is not easy, and I would say that you have to, I always tell folks that start a new business, you know, work through those first three years, they're going to be extremely hard and keep going. Is there anything you would do differently knowing what you know now? Anything I would do differently? Uh, You know, I think there's always things as I look back, would I do things a little differently? Um, Perhaps, uh, not, not much, but I mean, a little bit differently. I would probably hire a few more folks at the beginning um, I started out, it was me. Yeah. And it's hard to do things all you at the very beginning. I did that um, for um, probably a few months, just me. I didn't have a system, um, an ATS system, which is a system that we utilize in the recruitment that has all the things. I waited to do that for um, six months, so I did everything um, on paper, so to speak. It was in a computer system, but... By hand, if you will. Yes. Yeah. So we had to transfer that later. But so I would say, you know, for me, I'd say make those investments because then I had to go back and put everything in. But, you know, you learn those things along the way. Um, but one of the smartest things I did is I aligned myself with a with a fantastic accountant. And then I um, I interviewed some wonderful attorneys in the city and, and chose that, chose a great attorney in the city. And those are probably the best things I um, best investments I could say you could ever make. Um, so you just keep doing those things. But even when you say, oh, I could have done that, you keep going um, because you learn from those things and you, you just have to work hard. What's been the most rewarding part for you about being a business owner? Oh, I, I would say to, to see our, I say this, and folks would probably say, oh, I can't believe she's saying this, but to see our success and our failures because I feel like you cannot have success without failure. And we learn from things that we don't do well. And if you never try, you'll never know. So I, I say those equally together. Um, I'm so proud of our achievements and to see our growth year over year. And I can't tell you how proud I am of our team. 
through COVID, um, you know, did we have some, you know, some really hard months? Absolutely. But to see our growth through that and to see that our team worked their hearts out while they had kids at home and to see how we came through all that. I mean, it's just, I'm just blown away and how we've had growth every single year and um, to see where we are now. I just, I'm, I'm so proud of them and everything they put through um, and to see what we're doing for organizations and for candidates. And I say this because I send a thank you to every single client and candidate we place. You know, thank you for trusting us. And I believe that with my core, like you trust us with your next decision in life. And that's a big deal. What are some of the tips you would have for someone who is looking to apply for business? Maybe not necessarily the business looking to recruit, but someone who is looking for a new opportunity. What are things different now than maybe when they got in the field 10, 20 years ago? Well, I would say a couple things. I would say, you know, obviously, I always tell folks, you, you, know, you need to update your resume and those types of things. The one thing I would say with your resumes, folks now really want to get heavy on the uh, marketing and pictures and colors and all that. It's still black and white. It's it's old school's 1990s because it's not going to make it through an ATS system. So if you're... Explain what an ATS system <laughs> for people who are not familiar with that. I don't know if it's a magic wand or if it's like the worst thing that ever happened to businesses. So anytime sure. you're applying to a career portal, so anytime you have to actually upload your resume to anything, um, you know, anytime you're emailing a resume or applying to a job portal, um, you should have a black and white resume. Because if you have what I call the pretty resumes, um, those are great if you're going to network and hand a, a printed copy, you should have one of those because mm -hmm. they'll get attention there. But anytime you're uploading it anywhere on the computer to make it sound really easy, it's not going to go through the system because it has all those graphics. Yeah, so it just you, gets booted out, right? It absolutely does. So that's where you want to have a black and white resume. So have two resumes. But if you're going to a marketing function, a network function, you should always have all of those nice resumes that have pictures and graphics and statistics and colors that's a wonderful because then you'll get noticed mm -hmm. um, the second thing is I can't say this enough social media you want to have a clean social media nice picture on Facebook it doesn't have to it can have you and whoever on there um, but make sure that you clean up your social media um, kindness really does matter employers check your social media so make sure that you know I don't, I don't know if I need to say more about that. LinkedIn needs to have a picture um, on there. If you don't have a picture, most recruiters will pass you by. Um, it just seems a little odd if you don't have a picture. Um, I'm going to say that. Uh, I just do always say that. Yeah. Um, make sure you always have some content on your LinkedIn. If you don't have a LinkedIn and you're looking for a job, it's a great place to go because some, sometimes people can go look for you. So if you are looking for a position, create a LinkedIn account. Um, all the others, the others are good to have, but they're not going to be checked nearly as much as Facebook. And I would say be careful on Twitter because Twitter is checked a lot. Mm -hmm. So be mindful of what you post. If grandma wouldn't approve, then you probably shouldn't put it out there. <laughs> that is some great advice. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how fast things change. Mm -hmm. And you know, my husband always jokes that I should have been the federal investigator because I can find anything on the internet. 
there's a lot of people out there that can find you yes. from back in the day oh, on the internet too. Absolutely. What would you tell others that want to start their own business? What do you want them to know? Oh, I would, I would want them to know a couple things that, you know, it, it is hard work. Um, it's going to take some time. Uh, I would say what I said before, just because I think it's important to say it twice, find a really good accountant, um, find a really good attorney. Um, it's okay to interview a few. I would interview two or three on both. And, um, I would, I would absolutely do that. Um, and then I say, I say this in life, find, if you don't already have four to five people, and I call it a board of directors, they should be four to five people you can trust to tell anything to, mm-hmm. that you can bounce ideas off of. You need to find those people. They, that is critical. They should be people that you can trust with anything. Um, you need a board. And that's what I would tell them. And it's going to be hard work. If you have a spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, you need to run this by them. You need to tell them, are they in it for the long haul? Because it's going to be some, a lot of hours. And your life's going to change a little bit. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to compromise? Because I'm going to be working late. I'm going to be putting in the hours, and this is what we're going to be doing. You know, while you may not be working late, I'm going to be working till 11 or 12. That's tough. That's I did tough. both. I, when I technically started, I was still working a full-time position because I wanted to have my website ready to go. I wanted my contracts ready to go. And so I worked full-time, my corporate job, and then from 9 to 1, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. every night during the week, I worked on setting up my business because when I left my corporate job, I wanted to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I would recommend that for everyone, <laughs> but it's a lot. Yeah. My goodness. Why does supporting local and being known as Indiana-owned matter to you? Oh, it absolutely matters. You know, I think it, for me, it's, it's you want to support your, your own right here. And, you know, obviously I would love for people to support us, but I like to support local um, organizations, local vendors, and so I seek those out first. You know, if there's obviously, if there's not, they're not available, I would go somewhere else, but I love going in new places, you know, and so, you know, recently I found a, a boutique, and I was like, I, I loved it, because I was like, I'm looking for this, and then now I found you, mm-hmm. and you can, you can sell this right here in Fishers, and so it's in my community, and you sell it, I'm not going to buy it, from anyone else. And no offense to the big box shops, but I want to keep you in business. And we want to support our community. I mean, it's it's right here. And we want to employ people in our own community. And we want them to grow. And, and you know, our, our kids go to school here. And, and also, you know, I want to be, I want to show my son too, you know, you can do all these things, right? And maybe some, someday he works in one of these places, you know, in, in these, um, you know, boutiques or in a, one of the vendors or organizations. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's neat. Or maybe he volunteers that, you know, and so I think for us, it's like, we want to support local. We want to support our, our people that are in our own community um, or one of our neighboring communities um, and be there for each other. And so it's, it, for me, it's so important. And, the, and we also do the same thing as we try to give back. We give back 1%. We try to do the same thing about giving back locally as well, if we, you know, where we can. Well, your face lit up while you were telling us that, and you can just <laughs> hear the enthusiasm in your voice. And you know, that's what I love about this organization is 
finding people like you that yeah. truly are living our mission. And Stacy, besides IndianaOwned.com, where do we find out more about you and how do we support your business? Um, you can come to our, my website, of course, is ROISearchgroup.com. Um, and you can find out a whole lot of information there. Um, and hopefully you can also find out, we have, we're going to have a new website. It'll be the same address. Um, you can also find out more about how we donate back to the community too. So we take the 1% and we donate it back to the community of, to different causes. So that's near and dear our heart as well. Stacey McCreary, ROI Search Group, thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters. And thank you for doing your part to create healthier, stronger communities and more jobs in Indiana. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana Owned and Indiana.Gifts. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana-owned businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about why local matters at indianaowned.com. And if you're an Indiana business owner, join our community at indianaowned.com apply. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Owned, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Find local now at indianaowned.com.